Radio. This is Catholics Read on Cradio.org.au. Hello and welcome to this episode of Catholics Read. I'm Luke. And I'm Kiara. And I'm taking off my headphones. I don't even know why I have them on. Uh, and it makes you look like you're doing a radio thing. <laughs> no one can see me anyway. <laughs> um, so in this episode, we're going to be looking at uh, St. Therese of Lisieux's uh, Story of a Soul, which is her autobiography, sort of. Well, it, it is her autobiography. It's but built from her diary. It's right. built from it's built from three uh, three texts that she wrote, um, all of which were sort of commissioned. That's not the right word, but I can't think of another word. She was asked to write at three different points of her life, um, her reflection on her life, uh, things that had been happening, her uh, her way of spirituality. Um, Anyway, and, and it composes when when they compiled it together after her death, which is uh, fairly common practice as far as I'm aware with Carmelites, is that after a a Carmelite sister dies, uh, they basically create a sort of autobiographical piece and send it to the other Carmels around the world so that they can read it and find out about that person. Well, she was, I think, so extraordinary that they just put the, those three autobiographical texts together and sent that and then that got out and then it became a bestseller um so So who is saint therese for people who may not have encountered her so she is a um a french carmelite who died at the age of 24 from tuberculosis um she is a doctor of the church uh one of only four women doctors of the church come on women you can do it um that i don't know how many men there are i don't know Oh, uh, there's not many. There's not that many. It's it's not like there's a thousand or something like that and only four women. But uh, she um, is extraordinary in the fact that she's very ordinary uh, from an outside perspective. Um, she was just a Carmelite who entered at the age of 15 and died at 24. Uh, one of her firm, fellow Carmelite sisters commented... In context of what I was just talking about, the com- the compilation of a of an of a biography and sending it out, um, I don't know what we're gonna write about with this woman. She's just so plain and ordinary; like she didn't do anything special. Um, little did they know uh, what was going on in her life. Um, she, as I said, entered Carmel at age fifteen. Uh, she became a novice mistress, um, and she. There was something a little bit special about her in that she had cultivated something which is now called the Little Way. Um, and I'm not going to go into this into great detail because there are probably many other podcasts who will do this much more justice than I can do it right now. So, I'll only allude to it. But it, basically, this Little Way is an approach to spirituality that is in some ways revolutionary. I don't want to sort of oversell that or overstate that point, um, but is very much based on on the gospel principle of um no i don't want to i don't want to go into it because i'll probably get it wrong um it's about doing small things well it's and, it's more know. it's more about the position of it's it's hard because it's like that's one of the one of the things but i won't go into it i won't go into it i'll just um i'll just let it i will direct you to just go into itunes or whatever you're on right now uh or google and type in the little way what is it? What is the little way? And there's probably something. In fact, that's what I'm going to do right now. I'm going to go on iTunes, right? Whoever's got the first, like, podcast on this, 
good on you because you're gonna you're gonna get a free promo on our on our radio show right now. Let's do this. Um, no, I don't want to update now. Okay. Uh, <laughs> oh, iTunes. <laughs> um, no, I did the, I did it wrong. Store <sighs> search. All right, guys. Here we go. All right. Waiting. There we go. No, no, nothing. No, none of that's interesting. All right. I don't know. Just go into Google um, and and just type in the little way center reservoir. There'll probably be a pretty good explanation of it somewhere. Maybe like a Carmelite website or something like that. Anyway, it made her a doctor of the church, basically, um, because it was, as I said, a somewhat revolutionary um, approach to to spirituality and to the relationship with God, specifically uh, in the context of uh, Jansenist France, um, which, again, we might have covered this on the show before. I don't know. I feel like we've talked about Jansenism before. but well, I think we've talked about Jansenism, but not in France. In- so why don't you give a little bit more of a context? Okay, there? so... Really simple summary of Jansenism is, I don't know, uh, I guess, how would you put it? We're going to go to a more authoritative source that we're going to use for access via Google. The first thing that comes up is actually the French, Jansen. Um, I don't know if so, that's how Okay, okay, sorry. Catholic go. Answers. Good ah, on your Catholic Answers. Thank you. Here we go. Uh, Jansenism is... The denial of the necessity of free will and grace is... Sorry, I'm quoting uh, Catholic answers here. Uh, Grace is so efficacious that the will need not assent to it and, in fact, cannot reject it. Now, that's that's actually... That sounds a lot like um, Pelagianism. Pelagianism, yeah. So, so this idea that oh no, no, sorry, it's not Pelagianism. No, not Pelagianism. No, the opposite. The opposite. The the, pro- the problem is is that the, it's it's weird because it's like it's like a, it's like a mix of Pelagianism and something else, and they seem incredibly contradictory because it seems like you are denying your free will, which to us would sound like okay, and therefore I can't do anything, so I'm going to be all good. But it's actually the opposite. It's like you can't do anything about it, and God is not happy with you and you can never please him. That's, Sounds like a really weird version of Calvinism in many ways. It, it, yes, in, in a certain... It's, it's hard. In the, way, it's, in the way of, you know, the the dung hill covered with snow rather than the snow hill covered with dung kind of thing. It's... That, that really horrible analogy, horribly simplistic analogy. But... Um, yeah, it's, it's way, basically the, the, the result of it is a very, very scrupulous, very emotionless very um, constantly trying to please God and you will always be offending him uh, and there's nothing you can do about it kind of thing. Yeah. Which is horrible. Yeah. Um, that's probably, I guess, a little... 18, a, a, 1800s some, France, right? Jansenist France. Well, from about the 1600s onwards. Okay. Now, trust me, this was not like some wacky side sect thing. There's nearly, like, of course, it didn't because the Holy Spirit is in control, but potentially could have split the church. Um, it was a big deal. And, I mean, it stuck around for a long time. It's probably still sticking around in some quarters today well, too. Actually, I think, Un- I think that there are some schismatic kind of Jansenist sort of things. But interestingly enough, there was a French girl who came to stay um, where I'm living down in, in Hobart or in Tasmania. Um, and she's from France. And she was trying to tell me about how in France a couple of years ago they changed the Our Father prayer. 
And I was like, what? You know, that's crazy. Like, how can they do that? They can't do that. Rah, rah, rah. She was trying to tell me what it was that they changed. Now, French speakers out there, you'd probably have it much better. But from my perspective, she doesn't speak any French at all. And this French girl trying to translate into English why it was wrong is that it said in the in the Our Father, <clears throat> it um so what we would render as in English, um uh lead us not into temptation. So that's the second last line yeah. of the Our Father. Um, the French rendered it as... I've got to be careful of how I remember this was because I don't want to accuse French people of anything. But it was something like... Because um, she spent a long time trying to translate this into English. Well, because it's, I mean, it's English it was, is like... It's, yeah, it's, it was, it's hard trying to translate yeah, something from way, French the into way, English. The only way that she could try and describe it was like... Do not submit us to temptation. Oh, and what that sounded like, because what it sounds like in English, and I think that was the problem, because it sounds like that in French as well, mm. is do not, like, that God's the one that's forcing us to be tempted, mm. you know? And that's really bad. <laughs> like, that's not right at all, you know? Like, um, that it's this this sense of, like, don't it, it, rather than in English, she said in French you don't have this thing that we have in English, which is lead us not into temptation. She yeah. said that you don't have that in French. Like in English, it's so much clearer. You know, lead us not into temptation is like don't don't lead us into temptation. Lead us somewhere else rather than don't force us to be tempted. It's really hard. It's very nuanced. It's a very nuanced yeah, difference. Very but the difference is, but is it makes a big difference. God's not the one. Like God's not the one providing temptation to us. Yeah. Anyway, it was changed a couple of years ago. To be. And it's very, I think it's like really different in French now. But anyway, look it up. I'm sure there's probably a much better. This was just based on a car conversation with, with, a, with a woman from France trying to, to, trying to figure out what it was. Anyway, I had a light bulb moment oh, did with you? this. And it was like, because I was trying to figure out why on earth would it be like that in French? And it made it Jansenism. That's yeah. why. Because like their view, this view of God... I think would be open to this idea because let's face it, at the end of the day, the, the Our Father would have only been translated into French, what, in the last couple of hundred years? Oh, uh, no, it would have been a lot of, would have been, there would have been. Vena- not, into mo- not into modern French. Not into modern, uh, modern French is not all that different to older school See, French. See, it's, it's interesting because I'm just imagining whether I, I, the conclusion I made was I think it might have been Jansenism because Jansenism was pretty big. Like, I think it was fairly accepted it- ecclesially. In in France, um, it well, was a definitely big deal. Through the, definitely through the through the French Revolution, especially because I don't know if you know, do not submit us to temptation is anything other than the French. Given the context of being post French Revolution and the, all the tumult of that, yeah, and the so attempt to eradicate Catholicism in the French Revolution, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know, I don't makes, know, but it's it's it makes interesting. Yeah. What does this have to do with with, with story of a soul? Uh, what it has to we could go on for eleven and a half minutes. All right, I've been going on about this for a while, but that's good because I didn't want to talk about the little way. <laughs> what it has to do with Saint Teresa of Lisieux is that she revolutionizes. Again, I don't want to overstate that, but revolutionizes. She gives in the a sense very of, very prominent and needed timely reminder. Yes, in the same way that Saint Margaret Mary's um, Sacred Heart Sacred Heart also in France, also in the context of Jansenism, highlights the heart of God, highlights very much this... Um, the love and mercy of God and the, the bleeding heart, the bleeding sacred heart of Christ. Mm. 
What I actually want, I, look, I don't want to, I will not do justice to St. Teresa of Lisieux. I will not do justice to this book. It's amazing, especially the last section of the book is just phenomenal. It's this canticle, it's called the Canticle of Love. And she just sort of switches um, from writing this biography to basically this love poem to God. And I'm sure it's probably much more beautiful in French, but just go like, seriously, read this book. If you are Catholic, please read this book, read this book. Read it, because I spent a long time thinking St. Teresa of Lisieux is very flowery and very girly and I'm not going to get anything. Well, not that I'm not going to get anything out of it, but I don't have any particular interest in it. Well, St. Teresa of Lisieux had other plans for me because people in my life kept over and over and over again getting, I'm getting St. Teresa for you and still do. Like, they'll pray with me and be like, I get St. Teresa. And I'm like, okay. Add you to the list. All right, I'm getting it. But I think it's, um, and this is sort of what I more want to talk about, is I don't know how I'm going to be able to explain this in like seven minutes, but you I can guess do it, um, Luke. I've alluded to this in another episode, whether that comes before this episode or after this episode, I don't know. But in terms of like struggles that I've been going through in, in my life and very, very difficult things um, in my life that sort of not a lot of people know about. Um, but there was, I guess, um, St. Therese was very much, has been an answer to this. Um, in another episode, we, we looked at silence again, whether this comes before or after, I don't know, but we were talking about pride and, um, and this sense of being, being our own savior and that kind of thing. And what, what was really beautiful is that St. Therese constantly coming up for me, um, was something that firstly, it highlights the reality of the communion of saints, um, that St. Therese literally right now in my life has been praying for me um, and that that's what the communion of saints is like, is that it's not like, you know, they lived all that time ago and we have a, f- a picture or a photo. We actually have a lot of photos of St. Therese, but that's another story. Um a photo of them and that somehow mysteriously, you know, the memory of that person, you know, intercedes for us. No, like right now, literally they are alive in a sense that they are dead, but like alive in the sense of being with God um, and that they are interceding for us right now in our lives. So be confident to pray for the intercession of the saints um, because Right here, right now, they're listening to you. They could be praying for you right now. So, don't be afraid to do that. Um, The second thing is, and I was sort of talking about this before. So, you haven't talked a lot on this. Like, this is insane. No, no, no. Actually, look look at this. It's (laughs) just all all me. This is all Luke. I mean, look, I've I've got to- I'll I'll let you go. No, no, no. I'm just saying, it's it's funny you bring up a story of a soul because I'm very- I I don't like St. Therese Mm. of Lazoo. Every time I- Have you read Story of a Soul? I've tried. Just stick with it. Oh. You gotta trust me. You've got it. You've got to stick with it and 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 go with it. And also, actually, to be fair, also like read it sort of along with someone who understands it. Mm. Because yeah, I, I look. I yeah. Yeah. Sorry, go on. I mean, look. I've. I mean, my my experience with saints. My I'm named up. I've got three. I've got three saints that are my 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 mm. women so to speak i've got saint Chiara, santa chiara of assisi catherine of siena and saint agnes the roman yep. martyr and it's a good good team you've got there i know it's brilliant right um it's brilliant they're all um they're all yeah they're all they're all fascinating characters in of themselves 
And um, microphone's being a bit crazy. My microphone is being uncooperative. Um, but Uncontrollable yeah, microphone. But see, and I, lo- you know, I've got a great, I've got a great love for Saint Teresa of Avila. Mm. I don't know what it is about Saint Teresa of Lisieux, but every time someone, every time, every, it's not that I don't, it's not that I. I don't dislike her per se. I appreciate what she's done, and it's I appreciate you don't the like spiritual first-person narrative. No, but. no, no. It's not because I don't like her. It, it, it's not just that. I just, I don't know. I just get, I just get this bad taste in the back of my mouth. I don't know what it is. Like you know, when you meet some people and you're like, I don't know, they're human. I just don't, I just don't like this person. I'm not saying they're objectively a bad person, yeah. but they're just not the person f- for me. I would uh, look. I would say. <laughs> I don't know. Say, I've encountered this multiple it. times. Try, try and. Just try and stick with it and also try to, I guess, I don't know. It's it's interesting because I think, like, if I hadn't gone through that sort of suffering in my life, I don't think I ever would have um, would have wanted to do this. Because, again, I completely sympathise. The things that I'd heard, like, people had read quotations from Story of a Soul and that kind of thing, I'm like, not for me, you know, yeah. like, not... I mean, I'm not a particularly... I, I mean, I don't know. I find her... I find her too sentimental, and I get it. It was appropriate for a time and a place, mm. but for me and my spiritual journey, I'm not. See, it's, that's it's, the I, thing. I, is, I don't think you, I need you can, it yet. If you can manage to sort of like <laughs> read, just read through the sentimentality and to the core of her her story and of her message, it's really one of great power. She's hardcore. Mm. Now, it sounds really weird to say that about oh, someone she's who's Carmelite. super. Yeah, <laughs> she's, but she's hardcore. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's yeah. what I, that's what I would advise. I mean, yeah. look, it's it's one of the things. We're the Catholic Church, you know. You, it, that's not necessarily mean that you have to, that you can be a cafeteria Catholic, but not everything is for everyone because you would go mad. Um, yeah, you know, we all have different I mean, personalities. You know, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm Italian. Like, you have any idea how many devotionals there are and yeah. fanatical devotions of those things? Like, my, yeah. I think my non But that said, I do think St. Therese is awesome. Um, and yeah. as someone who I think could possibly have come from a similar position. Although, although, are you melancholic? No, I'm not. No, see, I'm melancholic. So that's probably the way in. I don't think I am. I have no idea what temperament I am, to be perfectly honest. (laughs) But, you know, it's, I don't know. It's just one of those things. It's, she just gives me the creeps, to be honest. I don't know why. Like, I've, Mm. it's not that I don't appreciate her spirituality. It's not that I'm saying that she's, she, I I don't know. Like, I know, I know what you mean. You're not saying that she's bad. I'm not saying she's 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 not for you. Yeah, she's just not for me right now at this time and place. I've still got a lot of work to do with my other, with my other three women that I have to do with. So, you (laughs) know. Fair enough, fair enough. Well, if you go (laughs) through, and if you go through St. Teresa of Avila, it might, it might help as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, like I say, I'm, I'm working, I'm still working my way through Catherine of Siena. So, She's pretty hardcore and yeah. confronting and a bit crazy, actually, all things considered. Have, yeah. She's nuts. <laughs> I love her, but, but she's nuts. Hey, <laughs> you've, you've got to be you've got to be a bit nuts, I think. Even by Italian ways. standards, she was nuts. Like, her family were like, what is wrong with her? Like, just, which is pretty full on. Like, Italians are no stranger to, like, piety yeah. and, you know, crazy faith things. And even her family were like, Whoa! But we're not talking. We're talking about Saint Therese. Yeah, and so. I mean, like I said, she's got a really. She's got an interesting. I mean, it's a shame she died at twenty four in some ways because I think there's, there. You know, she was young, and that's the thing that you know. I'm not twenty four anymore. I'm a jaded twenty seven, almost twenty seven year old mm. as well. And there's something about the the bits that I've read the the. The att- couple of attempts I've, ma- I've made to read a story of a soul, you see this very, very 
youthful, young, idealistic no, kind of person. You, no, to, no, I don't know. That's I, how I, I think, read it. That's I how I saw it. To, I think, yeah. I'm, I'm probably, I, I think probably need to keep going. Because it's, 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 like I said, it's hardcore. And the, the context in which I guess I read it was a time of, you know, I had to, I was, it was when I was down in Tasmania. I mean, I'm mm. still down in Tasmania, but like when I was down in Tasmania for, for the, for the long term mission school that I was doing. Yeah. Um, and it was a time of like, I guess, intense um, work. Yeah. And like spiritual detox mm. you know and so reading saint therese at that time probably helped like i mean yeah yeah but that actually leads into into my next point you know as i was saying mm. saint therese was was praying for me don't be afraid to to involve the saints in your life but also that like through, throughout the story she she discovers her her vocation is to love and another thing that she has a vocation to is praying for missionary priests. Yeah. Hence why she became the, the patron, patron saint of the, of the missions, missions. Even though she never left no France sense. or her cloister <laughs> yeah. ever <laughs> in her time it short makes life. no sense. But that's, that's, I guess, one of those little in-jokes yeah. that the church has. But also because it's true. Like, yeah, also, know, we, also made, we also made St. Lawrence the patron saint of barbecues. If you want to know why that's funny, look up how he died. We, we, like, to make, we like to give people ironic, um, what do you call it, ironic patronages. So... So at the end of the, so this is a bit of a spoiler, but at the end of the book, it gets like, this must have been, because in, in the versions that I've seen, this is exactly how they render it, in all capitals what? at the end. Her last words in this are in all capitals. So she must have written it in, in all capitals. Caps. But it's she obviously says- obviously really important. Um, like, I don't, again, I don't want to like super spoil it, but like at the end of this Canticle of Love where she's, it's, it's extraordinary. Like, it's really, really beautiful. And also- like again, for a melancholic, it's really like you can see it's a, it's a woman who's de- like who's dealt with the dark night of the soul, and like anyway, um, but at the end she talks about how like I'll just read it out to you. She's talking to God here. I entreat thee to let thy divine eyes rest upon a vast number of little souls. I entreat thee to choose in this world a legions of little victims of thy love. That needs a lot of explaining, like what she means by that. But you can see, like when I was reading this, like I almost cried. Because, like, when I'm reading this and in the context of, like, St. Therese basically feeling like she's chasing after me, you know, and then at the end, seeing this prayer that she has of, like, you know, she's praying for all these people. She's like, I want, you know, so many people to, to I guess, um, you know, follow uh, in these footsteps that, that God has taken me on as well to become what she calls a victim of love. And, again, that requires a lot of context. Um, is so beautiful because, like, I was reading it and I'm like, she prayed for, like, okay, she didn't pray for me in the same way that Christ prayed for me on the cross, you know, in that he knew that I would have existed, that I would exist. Um, but in the sense of, like, that, that that prayer, I guess, feels like it echoes down the ages, you know, over a hundred years to my point right now, in the context of it seeming like her praying for me right now, that she was even praying for me then. Be careful with that because, like I said, it's not as though she had foreknowledge that I would exist. She's only a saint. She's not, of course, God himself. Um, But I just found that to be so such a beautiful thing, Mm. you know. Now, I haven't really talked about Story of a Soul that much. I've mostly talked about me. Yeah. Um, It's okay. But I just think, like, I guess I see that as a bit of an encouragement, firstly, for for people to read it, but also... As, as I said, a highlight of the beauty of the communion of saints, you know, that in my own life, I have experienced this sense of not just this vague kind of thing, like literally really repeated again and again and again and smacked over the back of my head until I would just shut up and be like, fine. 
I'm going to read it. Um, constantly, you know, being reminded of, of her, her presence in my life. Um, and that I encourage people who are out there to, to have that, to cultivate that relationship first and foremost with Jesus Christ, who is super duper literally involved in your life. Um, and especially if you're baptized, um, but also with the saints, you know, it's like a big family, you know, my big sister is, is wants, wants me to, to do better. And she has, she's helped my life and is continuing to continuing to help my life a lot. And it's funny you say that as a big family because there will be some weirdos in that family that you don't really understand or get along with. And for me right now, like St. Therese is one of those. Well, I hope that yeah. changes. I well, hope maybe, that changes. Maybe it will, maybe it won't. Like I know people, mm. who, you know, I mean, I know like one of my relatives who's now who's now since passed, but she was like Rita of Kasha. Was okay. Second to none. Second yeah. to second. She was, she was number three. First was Jesus, second was the Blessed Virgin Mary, third was Rita of Kasha. <laughs> she would not hear anything about anyone else. I'm, I'm sure there is a number There's of people a, where St. Anthony of Padua is, is in that three. spot. Yeah, yeah he's number three. Is um, number three. For, you know, my neighbour Amelia across the street, it's Padre Pio. Um, yeah, actually, yes, yes, that's a good uh, He's yeah. another one of those saints that yeah. just inspires this. More, it's funny, the more recent ones too. Um some some of the more more recent ones, like nineteenth, twentieth century yeah, ones, actually, because yeah. you don't see you don't see the same kind of thing with medieval or even early modern saints anymore, which I find really really interesting. Um, mm. There's a tangibility I think that's lost, um, mm. that's been a little bit lost, I think, because yeah. I mean my favorite saint. I don't know. I look Saint Clair of Assisi is my patron saint. She has mm. been since I was born, since I was named after her. Um, Catherine of Siena and Agnes, like we don't have photos of them. Yeah, that's true. We that's don't true, have yeah. photos of them. We don't have anything other than artistic rendering. Well, we didn't. We know. didn't have any photos of Saint Charbel, but he decided to change that a little. Have you heard the story about Saint Charbel? No. Sorry, very very quickly. So you know that photo of Saint Charbel? It kind of looks like a painting. There's this kind of like yeah. it's like in a hood. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. I know, you know the, the iconic. Do you know where that comes from? No. Okay, so someone. They, they went to his tomb. Right. And they stood in front of the tomb uh-huh. and took a photo. Photo developed. What was in the photo? Oh, that's that image. freaking creepy. That is so freaking yeah. whacked. Have they... Has someone Seriously. tried it again? No, I don't... No, it's never happened again, I don't oh, think. Oh, dang it. But it's just like, yeah, like... That's uber what? creepy. That's yeah. uber creepy. Yeah. I did not know that about St. Charbel. There you go. There you go. Um, and he's kind you of know like what? he's probably he's sitting there like giggling, going, "Oh, watch this! This will freak them out." <laughs> well, he's he's and he's also like the Saint Padre Pio of, um, of Lebanon. Yeah, um, yeah, he is. So yeah, you know, like you can understand. I mean, they're all na- no, not Charbel. No, it's Saint Maroon. Is Saint Maroon, Maroon Saint Charbel, Saint yeah. Rafka. Um, yeah, yeah. But anyway, we gotta we gotta wrap, we gotta wrap up. this up. Stop talking about but, random saints. No, but yeah, yeah. So anyway, look. As I said, encouragement to everyone out there to firstly read Story of a Soul and try to push through it. But <laughs> it's okay if you don't like it yeah. because Kiara's here yeah, as well. I, um, I, but having said that, I haven't read all of it. I just haven't been able. I've yeah, tried and failed to push through it. Is that's all right. That's right. You know, Mark, Mark Shea took four times to get into the Catholic Church. So, okay, know. there's still hope for me. Um, Yay. Still hope. I mean, you're obviously Catholic and. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, it's not a requirement to read Story of a Soul to become baptized. FYI, no, it is not. Some people that might is true, try and, and I probably would not recommend it if you hadn't been baptized. Actually, yeah, um, it but makes no sense. you know, I'm not better than your parish priest, so don't 
don't take my word as the only one. All right. So, that's, I think that'll do. Uh, I've spoken long enough. Um, <laughs> Luke was yeah. really excited about this book, FYI. Well, yeah. I mean, it's been like <laughs> the last year of my life um, to a certain extent. Cool. So, we will, uh, we will see you next time on Catholics Read. Bye. I, I got that. I did that completely. This is. Whoa. Whoa, okay, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Whoa. Okay, okay, we, we got that again. backwards. No, 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 it's okay. We'll, we'll leave it now. Okay. That was an episode of Catholics Read from cradio.org.au.